taking you off the edge of your map. Welcome to the Barbarian Prophet. Well, here we are again at the Barbarian Prophet. I just want to welcome everybody back. Uh, I know it seems like we got kind of a late start into the year with our season, but we were out chasing Bigfoot. So you know how that goes when you're chasing elusive things like my producer. So <laughs> I just kept hearing Bert here, yeti, 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 yeti. <laughs> <laughs> it did it worked just like that and you know today we're today is not a happy day for me i'm just gonna point that out i'm not i i am not content with uh having red beard leave the show but you know he's been threatening my life and stuff like that so eventually we had to make a decision and this restraining order won't let him come to my house anymore ah that ain't true ain't none of that true man he is about to move on to greener pastors and texas is going to be the beneficiary of this guy yep he, he has had a fascination with nasa since the day i met him and oh, was uh, far before that point I... oh yeah man he has definitely and and so he wants to move closer and closer to where he can take uh you know watch if they ever launch a space shuttle again which do they even do that anymore no at, th at this point with spacex and boeing that that's yeah. about all that's gonna are you still playing i see you're wearing a spacex shirt are you hoping I... to be a janitor over there what do you got I, going i would proudly clean those floors oh I... yeah let me scrub them <laughs> scrub them good so, all right, so, man. So what's the plan? I mean, what is the plan? You're leaving me. Yeah. This is it. This is your yeah. final show. This it is, is. This is Redbeard disappearing on Bert. I mean, why? Why do you hate me? Why? What did I do? <laughs> well, about six months ago, I thought, how can I really mess with Bert? <laughs> mm. Yeah, let's get it. Let's, let's build a podcast that ends up with thousands of listeners and just walk out. To go to Texas and yep. eat good Tex-Mex food. <laughs> it's not right. That was it. That was the whole plan. I... Well, so. I'm going to tell you just one thing for sure is that I am going to miss you. I ain't even kidding about that. But, you know, on the other end is uh, you're going to Houston, isn't that right? Yes, sir. Okay, so I made a deal with Texas. I'd called Texas and okay. said, hey, you're taking my best bud here. You're taking my, my producer. So I got to get something else out of Texas. And so what – well – I got somebody else sitting over there behind that chair. What's his name? Chris. Chris. <laughs> his name is Chris. He's going to be all quiet like that all the time. We, you know, no, we need to have... We, Chris is going to take this show a new direction, aren't you, Chris? That's right. Well, God willing. Sure is. Yeah, okay, great. So both of them talk about the same so, amount here. I mean, I roll on like I've got jabber jaw, and these two are like, I, I'm, well, I've, I just, got, I've got a fishing pole over here trying to drag some words out. I did, I, well, I definitely like how the Lord, uh, his will is pretty amazing. You know, you got somebody that came from Houston, and you got someone going to Houston. So it's kind of amazing to see that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Super cool. And I gave some advice to him, and. Did you, you tell him all the good places to stay out of and all the good places to eat? Oh, well, I haven't told him about the eating part yet. Oh, yeah, man. But I did. Yeah. Got him a couple of churches to go to. Check oh, right out. on. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important yeah. thing. Because yeah. you'll get down there, you'll fit right in. Spiritual fit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spiritual food. 
So give us the rundown. Why are you going to Texas for real? Well, basically, the wife and I, for the last, well, basically, since we got married back in June, our, our whole focus has been knockout debt for the next chapter. And we, we, even before we got married, we knew Houston was it. So basically, we've just been working, paying off debt, and just getting in a position where we, we can go through school and not go into debt doing it too. So excellent. And then, uh, so. You guys are sacking up and headed out there. By the time this show uh, airs, you'll probably be halfway there. That's what it's looking like. All right, man. <laughs> well, I'm going to miss you. But I've got one question. You've got to tell the story of how you were taken in by a cult and <laughs> and then you had to escape. I know you I'm, think I'm, la- I'm lying, Chris. It's a true story. I've been trying to get him to tell this oh, story, and I'm okay. not letting him out of the room until I have the – in fact – you, you don't realize it, Chris, but your son is on yeah. the other side of that door right there holding that door shut because okay. he's got to tell me. He's got to right. tell the story. Now, uh, I want to know, A, how old were you when the, when you got involved with it? When, you you knew who Jesus was, right? Yeah, that, that was the main thing. Okay, and you were in Louisiana. Uh, it actually goes back before that. So. Okay, let, let's hear the cult oh, thing. I'm, I'm Come on, not, now. I'm, now. I'm in now. I'm in. You'll love this story. Okay, so we're going way back. 2008. Oh, yeah, that's way yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I say way back, I mean 1977. <laughs> when I have a way back machine, I get I get older going back there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go, go, go. So, All these people were yeah. like, just let yeah. him tell the story and <laughs> shut up. Yeah, I'm on the edge of my so, seat right now. So basically, uh, well, you you can pull that chair up a little closer. Yeah. You'll be okay. yeah. <laughs> no hard set rules on that. So basically, what you need to understand about me is in 2007, I enlisted into the Army National Guard, mm-hmm. and I was under the impression when I finish high school, this is my my career. This is my whole path. This is everything. And then uh, life happens. Okay. It, it tends to happen, Chris. Has life ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> definitely. So I went through basic training, came back, no issues, loved it. It was great. Really felt like I, I kind of had my place. And then I came back to high school, and that, that's kind of where it started falling apart. Now, what, what, what state was this in? When- uh, th- this was up in Montana. Okay, Montana. So because everybody's thinking Louisiana, and you're like, yeah, just way, be- way yeah. back. And I'm like, yeah. okay, is this Louisiana? Or is this- yeah, he's got us in a way, way, way back machine. Right, yeah, so, so you're in Montana. You're so Montana. National Guard. Big, so yeah, Bigfoot. I come back first semester. Of my senior year goes pretty good, like cross country, wrestling, all that stuff. Well, what ended up happening was that I was in a welding class, and this is where where safety man Bert's gonna probably feel the force. so one of the kids in in the class thought man wouldn't it be hilarious to spray ether on jonathan's jeans while he's welding Mm. and uh it is a second and third degree hilarity let me tell you so Mm. (laughs) so long story short on that end i get second third degree burns on on uh one of my legs and basically, through a whole series of events, it screws up everything with the Army, medically discharged. So there I am, 19, graduated high school, and I've, <laughs> I feel like, man, I, I am already washed up. I'm out of my career. Now what? <laughs> mm. 
So, so how did you process that? I'm curious. So you had a goal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that goal yeah. got jerked out from underneath your yeah, can, feet. Well, set on fire. Yeah. And then, then, then jerked out from <laughs> underneath your feet. Because honestly, going into it, like in my mind, it was already settled. Like I'm going to be one of those guys that serves so long he gets the mandatory retirement date. Like right, that, That's right. my goal. Just yeah. climb as far as I can go. And Yeah, I relate, man. So. But then that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Then God like was like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he only yeah. does that to you. Yeah. He doesn't do that to everybody. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Red-headed stepchild of the kingdom. Yeah. I can totally slap that red head. You're pushing it a lot. It's a red beard, but I don't know about yeah. red head there. So, well, back in the day, it unless, was. <laughs> no, unless there's a sunburn. Moving so, on. So what is, what ends up happening is, uh, so the town I was in was Cutbank, Montana, which is a, is a metropolitan area of about... 3,000 people, give or take. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of big city are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, tens of people. <laughs> tens of people. All right. So then what happened? So I graduate, and then I'm just kind of in this, like, now what phase? And I go live with my grandparents in Kalispell, which is further uh, northwest of Cutbank. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, that just kind of reignited, like, all of my spiritual walk. And then I got connected to, uh, at the time it was called Skull Church. Oh yeah, uh, Levi Lesko. Yep. So he used to re- reunite. I mean, would you grow up in church? Oh or? yeah, I, I was a good Baptist boy, born on the front row, like all the good spiritual people. Okay. okay. <laughs> they have them right yeah. at church. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they like, they they always apparently they have a doctor right there just in case. If it's a Sunday, like, you are at church. Yeah. And they Twice ask day, they I, ask you if you're ready and you say yes. So it's mom, yes I convert, yeah. baptism moving forward. So yeah, I'm with you. So basically you move back. Yeah, so I, I move there and then I get connected to this church and then uh, so basically through this whole series of events, like my my spiritual path gets reignited and then uh, my aunt's like, Hey, I know this guy down here in New Orleans. Who pre- Nolans. Yeah, Nolans. Okay. Oh, on the and, other side uh, of the country. <laughs> yeah, like complete opposite side. So she's like, Yeah, he, he preaches on Bourbon Street. I just thought you might like want to get connected to him. I'm like, well that sounds kinda cool. Like, why not? You're so, like, wait, this yeah. is fifth and Maine and he's <laughs> drinking bourbon. What's this all about? <laughs> Liars! I'm just kidding. That ain't the way. Wait, go there, on. Go there on. were no livers damaged there in were... the story. I... <laughs> so, so basically, what ends up happening is I I fly down and I have my two backpacks of clothes and a couple other little things and I I move down to New Orleans and I start working and hanging out with this group who, for probably a good reason, will remain unnamed. <laughs> they still exist, don't they? They do. They're they're still out there on Bourbon Street, couple couple other places, and uh, they got groups basically kind of scattered throughout that that whole part of the country. Did you all have to wear the same kind of tennis shoes? No, but we had all the same T-shirts. So you know, it was like the Kool Aid cult. I... <laughs> oh, I seen that. That ends bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a bitter bite at the end of that drink, but. <laughs> well, if you see everybody falling down around you, you're like, <laughs> you guys are tripping. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> I'm tripping over you. Go on, now. come on. Now. We're this this is a serious story, man. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So I get connected with this this organization, and uh, it's it's sketchy. Like honestly, looking back, it's it's barely better than the Westboro group, right? Which, mm-hmm. uh, but but it didn't seem like that when you're getting pulled into right, something yeah. like that. It seems normal. Yeah. So did they did they give you bits at or did they just at all just gave it to you right up? Yeah. Front? It's it's all bullhorn like turn and burn like you guys are going to hell like you know that real compassionate grace based well, you know how some places some some of those groups they give you a little bit at a time of what they really believe yeah in, and, and they get you hooked in and then you're like it's, oh i'm it's, already deep into it i can't help you yeah it. or did they just say this is what it is that's basically how it started and and this is what we are and we we don't go against that which if anyone knows me i tend to be a person of extremes <laughs> Middle is not my forte. <laughs> so basically, when you give all yourself, you give one hundred percent. Yeah, like one hundred ten percent. Because my brain has two two buttons: completely interested, uninterested. I <laughs> and I think Burke can attest to this. So, yeah, why you leave it? Why you leaving me? Why why'd you flip that switch? <laughs> okay okay go on i'm okay. not crying these are not real tears rolling down my face let's go on with your your stupid story man so so i'm connected with these these guys and like it's dumb like looking back like the yeah, what, but, but let's look at yeah. it from the angle that you were at then so they introduce you to what like basically just quote-unquote street preaching and their whole approach was like be louder than bourbon street so they they would drag in bullhorns and if anyone's been to bourbon street you know it's not exactly a a orchestra event (laughs) okay so they had bullhorns and they drag these crosses that have speakers on them and like just kind of be obnoxious yelling at people okay Mm -hmm. and uh it's really interesting it's like people don't like that Mm. Right, that's yeah. amazing. Um, okay, so what happened? So you get drawn into this. You guys yeah. all live together in a in a single well, uh, it had, apartment with it actually, no beds, or it what? actually hadn't got to that point yet. So okay. I was still oh, wow. I was still living with uh, my aunt at the time, mm-hmm. and basically was like, she a part of this? No, completely separate. It was one of those like a friend of a friend, like hey, you should check okay. this out. Hey, you should totally join this cult. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so then fast forward after a couple months of, of all the quote-unquote excitement, the real event happens, and I'll I'll have to see if I can find the video on YouTube because it's kind of funny. So basically... Wait, there's a <laughs> video to go with the big what? event? Well, yeah. I did quotation marks for you people. <laughs> Don't worry, soon you'll be able to see this in, in video. So basically... A uh, big fight breaks out between us and the rest of the uh, the people on Bourbon Street, and uh, it's just one of those things where like it was pure pandemonium. There's people yelling and screaming, and and drinks are flying across the the horizon. And oh wow! <laughs> Somebody threw a midget. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got hit right in the eye. For yeah. those of you not laughing, just think about the humor going over your head. I, <laughs> like a, if we threw a midget sh- joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't leave, I'm getting fired. So I. 
I was just I was just contemplating it. Was he dressed because you know they paint their faces and stuff? So you're like, hey, did, that joke was over your head, or you know what? Okay, go on, go okay, on. Okay, so basically, this big fight erupts, and like they're. <laughs> they did, the people yeah. on the street decided they were gonna yeah. they were gonna shut these yeah. guys down. So I'm standing in the middle of this ma- ma- maelstrom of just fury, and I'm like, how did I arrive to this? <laughs> I can see, I can yeah. actually see you doing that. Going, how did we get here? Did I'm you like, throw any punches? I did not. I was like, I, I'm, you're a pacifist. No, you know me. I'd have been like, <laughs> let's kill them all. <laughs> Now, did y'all have signs and stuff? Oh or? yeah, they had all kinds of signs with whatever they thought of for the week. And I, I think I'm gonna start. I'm gonna make my own <laughs> sign, a really good one, and I'm just gonna start going to protest. Any protest, I don't care what they're protesting, and I'm gonna put on there. You said there'd be cake, liar. <laughs> and I'm just gonna walk in the middle of all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it, man. So. So the the dust settles. All of New Orleans Police Department shows up, and and they're just like dragging everybody off. And like some of our guys are getting arrested, but most of the street people are are handcuffed. And, and I'm like, well, this is exciting. So uh, I'm not one to not double down on failure. So th- this is how the next chapter begins. I. Oh. Oh, so this wasn't a, a, an awakening moment. This no, no, it, like it was the moment where he goes, "I need to move in with these like, people." Going deeper, but it's going so well now. I should move in with them. I, so, because basically what happened was, I think a week or two before this incident was like, "Hey, we're getting ready to do this internship program. Like, you'll be part of the first group to go through." And I'm like, "Well, that sounds kind of cool. Where is it?" And they said it's the end of the world and then they actually told me Amarillo and uh, <laughs> if we have anybody from Amarillo I'm not sorry I <laughs> <laughs> this but, is why he's yeah. fired folks <laughs> but, but you can still send your hate mail to me I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll forward it <laughs> Amarillo is a crazy place alright so, so you go to Amarillo yeah, and for the record Amarillo is not not that bad and in a lot of ways it's pretty close to casper so that's kind of why i I make fun of it and uh but (laughs) amarillo by morning yeah and i was there by morning so so here i am doubling down on uh i met some of the girls from there in fact they used to sing a song about one you took off your wig your glass eye and peg leg you should have seen the look on my face. I wanted to hug you. I wanted to kiss you. But you were scattered all over the place. Okay, go ahead. That was good. That was good. In, I like that. I like I'm that. in awe. I don't, I don't know why, but. <laughs> so, anyway, so I find myself in Amarillo, and uh, this whole situation is going just splendid. Like, pretty good for the first 48 hours <laughs> now what did they was this like a compound essentially so basically they had worked out a deal with this church that had grown out of their building that we could rent it and live in it now the problem with that is there was no living space so we were just kind of like scattered throughout closets and different open areas and and then uh 
we had creative solutions. Like we all got a gym membership and we didn't work out, but there were showers. So mm. it worked. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. So. Functified. <laughs> we got the funk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I going on. <laughs> yeah. We did a lot of street ministry, but no one would talk to us. It was the weirdest thing. Uh <laughs> This mainly had to do yep. with you yelling in their yeah. face and them not really knowing how yeah. to respond. Yeah. So Okay. So, all right. So you're living there. Yeah. You've been there 48 hours. You're living in a church. You're sleeping in closets <laughs> and pews and wherever yep. else. You have a gym membership to take a shower. Have yep. I got all this right? Yep. yep. So that... Okay. So, and then what happens? Well, then I have a very interesting discussion with uh, the... Uh, director's wife and i just said kind of something off the cuff of oh yeah well i'm bipolar so i kind of have some ups and downs but you know no biggie uh-huh. there was a big biggie <laughs> what, what was the big biggie <laughs> so she like almost does this like it was almost like a scene out of the exorcism where she just kind of like sat back up in her in her chair she's like all wide-eyed and she's like what did you say i'm like and me not knowing what I was looking at. Oh, well, let me just repeat exactly what I said. <laughs> and then? And then her response was taking that scripture, and I, for the life of me, I always forget the reference, but it's the one about being double-minded. Yeah, yeah, okay. And and uh, she's like, that's, that's how we know. <laughs> go on, go on. Don't worry. It's... That's how we know that you're possessed by the devil or what? Yeah, apparently. So. Shut your mouth. Yeah. For so, real? Yeah. So at that point, the whole focus shifted from me being part of the internship to them trying to get me unpossessed. Oh, wow. Okay. So I want to know how your exorcism <laughs> went. Well, I got mixed results, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to this. <laughs> okay, so what happened then? Okay, so mind you, and our, our whole system is we have to all work to keep this thing afloat. Like there's barely any money for for our rent, much less uh, food or anything else. Like we're barely sc- scrapping by. But at least we have enough energy to like completely hound one person. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I've so, eaten my handful of rice, and I am going to yell at you. <laughs> so, part of this yeah. is this could all stop if you throw a Snickers bar at me, yeah, because <laughs> so, I'm hangry. So, one of the things that cracks me up was apparently my demonic possession was affecting our ability to actually follow God's calling, and that's why we weren't getting any funding for our program. Whoa, oh. so you became the target of their the hatred. Yes. Yeah, game. the big blame game. I was like, wow. That's a lot of what's happened around here with you. <laughs> so, yeah, I can relate. So, so then, like all things, it tends to kind of spiral out of control and get worse and worse and worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. Actually, with those... When people get a little yeah. that wacky, that's how people end up disappeared. Mm-hmm. So basically through the next two months, like it was like just that complete, like it was almost synchronized looking back. It was kind of crazy. So like half the time it would be like shun, shun, shun. And, right. And then they would flip and try to welcome you back into the circle. And it's like they're trying to trick you to, to be 
unpossessed apparently <laughs> and and i was like would they pray over you or how would they well uh, sometimes and then that? like a lot of the times was like when are you gonna actually like follow god's god's uh direction and and stop worshiping satan and like all this other stuff mm-hmm. but i got a question if you're living with them don't they see how you uh, yeah. live your life that don't make no sense it's, it's it like, was a pentagram in his closet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the candle started a fire and it went downhill from there i you're like would you you're stop? sitting on one leg like, the candles are just to heat the building i promise <laughs> If you people could afford electricity. <laughs> well, I've seen it where people just raise their hand and they're like, you know, if you just do it naturally, like, yeah. oh my gosh, you did a Satan sign. You're the devil. It's like, yeah. hold, hold up, hold up. So, so our end result here is. So, so this in it, and it gets worse and worse to the point where like I start feeling like kind of trapped because mm. I kind of was, um, like there were points where like my car keys would go quote unquote missing mm. and things like that and and for the last month like almost every night before I went to bed or at least went to lay on did you say went to bed yeah. or wet the bed <laughs> went okay went. sorry sorry I'm like, I miss her you had a bed <laughs> Yeah, I'm impressed you had a bed. Well, was this your bedroll on the it, floor thing? It, yeah, it was my sleeping bag. <laughs> now, did, but, you, did you believe what, what was going what they were saying to you? Well, like, see, that's the thing was initially like... Was your conflict? Well, I know Bert knows this, but I'm a bit of a stubborn individual. I, I know, just... <laughs> yes. Yeah, my, my wife will be glaring at her phone when she hears this episode. And I, I just want to say I love you, Jordan. Anyway. He's making different faces now, Jordan. <laughs> go, go on. Go uh, on. Okay, okay. So, so you're so, a little bit stubborn. Yeah. So like And you decide you're gonna gut it out. Yeah, and that first month, like I have that pushback. I'm like, no, I know that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm sticking to my guns and I'm I'm not gonna get back down and accept it. Mm-hmm. Well then you start getting wore down mentally right. and physically and everything else so you add that you don't even have a real bed you're in this closet and then like all the other craziness of the group so that stuff starts wearing you down to the point where and no food yeah and that has a mental toll on you for real hanger hanger is real hey man yep. there was no cake yeah. <laughs> just point that out so so i start getting all twisted up upside down and and inside out in my head like because logically i know this is wrong and that they're wrong right but emotionally like i'm just so conflicted and then and that's what they targeted yeah your knowledge told you that what they were doing was incorrect but they had found a way to attach themselves to you emotionally where you desired Mm -hmm. to be accepted by them even if it meant that they were wrong but you wanted to be accepted exactly Mm -hmm. okay so like so for this last month, like every night, I remember it vividly. I'd stand out at the door and just look out the window and I'd see my car and like deep down I knew I needed to get out of there, but I just couldn't see where to go, what to do, like anything. And like it was probably the most isolated I've ever felt in my whole life. Right. So then life happens again 
um, I get a call from my grandma up here in Casper that my, my grandpa passed away really unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. So basically what happened was I was like, hey, I'm going up for the funeral and then I'll come back. And I packed up all of my stuff. Your sleep <laughs> backpack. Yeah. Your sleep bag and two backpacks yeah. full of stinky clothes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and and I'll never forget this moment in my life. It's just so vivid. There was a so the church is on on kind of a block, and I get to the corner, and I see see the building in my rearview mirror, and in the closest to an audible voice of God that I've ever heard in my life. It was that if you ever go back, you'll never get out. Mm. Mm. And and it was at that exact nanosecond I knew, like, well, I'm not going back, but I don't know where to yeah, go. Yeah, what's going on next? So they didn't try to stop you. No, they. Uh, that was the craziest thing. It was almost like there was this, like God had completely changed the entire environment where they're all on board and they're like, yeah, you definitely need to go to the funeral and, and then we can just pick up when, when you get back. So it was almost like I was at the beginning. He was trying to wedge uh, 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 the relationship between you and them to get you out of the fold. Right. Yeah. Create that. that. And you weren't seeing it that you were just like thinking it was yourself. Yeah. But, <laughs> but really God was uh, having a hand on you and trying to get you this is not what I want for you. Mm-hmm. And so basically he turned our hearts on you or he had those people's hearts turned on you. Right. So what ends up happening is I drive from, from Amarillo up, up here to Casper, go to the funeral. And then of course, like now, I go, did you know that? No, I'm sorry. Did you, but did you know that was God's voice that spoke to you? About oh, going back. Yeah. Like without a doubt. Okay. That is probably the, Oops, sorry. That was my fault, folks. Oh, that's all good. Right? <laughs> but yeah, what I'm I'm yeah. with him. When it gets down to that audible voice of God and in a moment like that. Yeah. It just shows you how much he's there with you. So so the funeral's <laughs> over and what occurred to me was like my new calling, at least for the season, was I needed to stay up here, help my grandma out, help with horses, you know, all all the, the stuff at, at the farm. Right. And uh I guess our little ranch. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so basically I realized that that's the new season. God has me up here to, to help out and Right. So I'm like, okay, well, now the fun part. <laughs> right. So I I hit up the messenger app on my phone and be like, Hey, I'm not coming back and this is why and I really feel like God's leading me here. And probably for a solid couple of weeks, like I would get him and all other people, I get these messages like, hey, you're going to hell because you turned your back on God and like mm. all that other mm. craziness to try to get me to come back. Manipulating. Yeah, yep. that, that's definitely, I mean, man, if you ever take a look at a cult, the they that you did turn their back on what they call God, which is yep. their group. Yep, and that's just That's it. no different than a gang. And that that's the thing is they, they would talk about the leader – uh, who was working out in New Orleans and it wasn't that he said this and this is a really interesting spiritual thing it's like oh he said this and he's basically at Jesus's level yep he's yeah. the spokesman for yeah. heaven and nobody else on on the planet could possibly get to the same level of spiritual awareness 
and yeah yeah so then you stayed in Casper I did and you and I met at a church how long was that after you had escaped oh that the was, clutches that was, of the cult that was probably a good three or four years later yeah um because I'm trying to remember yeah it was right about three or four years yeah and then we uh we kind of hit it off with a a project you wanted to get going yeah the uh we did uh well that that was even much later after we had met right um yeah because you were running media at the time at the church yeah that's doing video and a couple other little things and staying busy there but but yeah that's basically how that that project started there and then that kind of bloomed into this podcast true story Mm -hmm. yep we got uh we've done a lot of things together jonathan we've uh I can tell you from the very bottom of my heart, I do know that you have had huge impacts on people's lives. You may not realize that, but I, I promise you there will come that day when you are walking into heaven that you'll be start to shake hands of people you never, ever laid eyes mm-hmm. on, that the work you've done has had an impact on people. I can tell you, you've had a huge impact on my life. and. Uh, uh, I'm not joking around when I say I don't want you to leave. I wish you weren't leaving. But I also understand that a man has to pursue that which God has set before him because I would never hold a person back from that. And the other part of that is I know that uh, as you go down there, you'll still be somewhat attached to us. You're going to figure out how to do call-ins with us. You're going to figure out you're going to be pursuing around some people that uh, Christ, uh, Christopher is going to be uh, – directing you towards that mm-hmm. we can start setting up some interviews between mm-hmm. here and there and we can get a video base going on that end and this end from you because you're going to be in an area where we got access to a lot larger amounts of people yep so this is not the the end i think it's just a new chapter i agree i agree because you know uh, things end when uh when you cannot see the person anymore and the whole thing is is uh, with it it's just isn't that uh, it It is an opportunity for us to take the show in some new directions mm-hmm. that you and I had actually discussed. Eventually, this is where we're yep. going to go. And I was actually praying about that to go that direction. And bam, God walks in a man. And here he yeah. is. And he's going to be our new new uh, producer. You know, i got a word for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the Lord spoke to me right now, and he told me that he has his hand on you. He's always had his hand on you. Sometimes that you don't, you think you're the lowest, or sometimes you think you were the lone, loneliest. That's when he was there the most, watching you. And I saw that God, you have the right heart. You have the right heart for the Lord. And he sees that. But you were taking things in your own hands, and he was always been there guiding you your directions and this is a move of God that you're doing and he's with you the whole way he's never left you never left you I just saw God's he's, his hands all over you man it's just uh, that's a good word yeah so he, lo- he really does love you well you got any parting shots for our crew out there the barbarian <laughs> horde what was the and let me ask you a couple quick questions about the show what was yeah. the hardest thing it was ever to do with the show oh 
seemed like getting time to get into the studio most of the time. Yeah, that was like, yeah, because we both have to have full time jobs, yeah, stupid that, careers. That oil field stops for no one at all. No, <laughs> it doesn't. And if they're going to have a rig move, it's going to be on a holiday. Yep. <laughs> Preferably after two feet of snow has fallen. I yes. <laughs> and uh, what would you say? What What was the best interview you were you were most proud of? Um, I think it was the one that shocked me the most. And I, I don't say this because she's my favorite social media person that I follow, but I got to say Prairie Wife. Because um, mm. going into it, I was like, oh, radio person. And, you know, like I, I was not expecting the level of vulnerability that she was willing to, to give to the show. And, and that will always stick with me. And, you know, that that's one of our shorter shows because she gave so much information mm-hmm. in such a short... Yeah. I thought we'd had an hour roll by. Yeah. It was like 38 minutes, man. <laughs> I was like, wow. But, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. She did an awesome job. Truly love that lady. She's an amazing person. And uh, any regrets? No, not really. I... I think it's been one of those things where, like... Not even that time you, like, threw things at me here in the <laughs> studio. I can't be held liable for that. I <laughs> Not all the times you're like, Bert, we've got to cut a commercial. And you're like, how come you can talk good all the rest of the time? But the minute we have a commercial, it takes 52 takes for you to go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I will say this. It was funny going into it. I was like, well, I've done video, so how hard could it be? There is a definite learning curve going from video to podcasting. Like, there's so many different moving parts and pieces, but it was it was a fun thing to get started. Absolutely. So, I think so, too. Go ahead. So, Red Bear, uh, give me some advice. If you, if you would give me advice of going forward, what, what would it be? Because I, I got some heavy Especially, shoes. I, gotta, I got how, some heavy shoes I got to fill. How, how do we deal with Bert? <laughs> well, you know, I think it starts with proper use of PPE. And uh, <laughs> that always seems to get him off my back. Yeah, please, please watch the safety film before you start recording. Um, no, I, you know, I think the biggest thing is... Uh, for podcasting especially like it like i don't really struggle with having an open mind with like like sometimes i get like judgmental by just like looking at the the exterior and just like oh this episode's gonna be like this and i'm like well it's gonna be a boring episode but like i found like every single episode i went into the into like that was Mm -hmm. opposite like the depth the the emotion the the story itself like it was just so much more than what I could anticipate. And okay. I think to be a really good podcaster, you need to just like get to a place where you can kind of like clear that stuff away and just be like, I'm just here to hit record and don't, don't come in with like a motive, just come in with, with, um, I guess for me, my biggest thing is I just always wanted the story to be told. Mm. So sometimes like, I think you need to ask questions to kind of help guide the discussion and then there's other times where you just need to sit back and let the person talk gotcha and it's i think it's just kind of one of those things you got to feel out as the episode progresses or who, okay. you're, who you're working with i appreciate that but that's that's what i've noticed okay you do have big shoes to fill but uh 
you know what, I'll take that back. You're going to bring a new set of shoes onto the scene because he's going to take them big shoes and go on to greater and bigger things. But, you know, uh, as we pull this episode to a close, I just want to say from the... Thank you. I truly am going to miss you. But, as always, we will soldier on. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, last words? Well, you know, I, I hope these aren't the last words. I, well, no, no. Last <laughs> words for until you get back on your feet and we get reestablished down in Houston. Um, the Houston edition. Yeah. the I guess the biggest thing is don't. Don't give up on the podcast. Keep listening because I, I think it's really on the precipice of being a big thing, and uh, and it's not even so much like big, bringing in a lot of advertising. Big as in changing the world and getting people to see things they've never seen before. Mm. So, Amen. stay tuned. How about you, Master? You got any last words? I just wanted to say that um, I've been very blessed to meet you. And uh, I, you know, God does have a very awesome sense of humor because <laughs> I came from Houston and you're going to Houston, yep. <laughs> you know, and he's like, Hey, tell him some, wouldn't uh, it be funny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't yeah. it be funny if we hook all these guys up and you do video and I do yep. video. We really like kicked it off really. Oh yeah. You know, so, um, God is awesome. So, and I, I believe you're going to, you're going to, uh, do some other things and you're going to be back. I oh, know yeah. you're going to be back. Yep. So, so yeah, I, I mean, Wyoming is it's my state. It's where my family's from. It's it's everything. So I I will not just be leaving and never coming back. I know that much. Yeah, Wyoming's kind of a bad penny. You just can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. You can run away from it and Christopher, you're going to discover this after living here 6 months. Something about you gets attached here and you will try to leave but you can't. We call that winter and your yeah. feet are froze to the ground. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Well, folks, we're just going to close it up with that. And once again, I just want to wish absolute best to uh, Redbeard in his new ventures. And I'm excited and looking forward to working with Chris. And we will uh, just going to see where God unfolds this as it continues to progress forward. So I want to tell you, Jesus loves you and I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop us. Thank you.